smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You found us... We are here. We're at the South Point. It is VEASAN's primetime action. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Thanksgiving Eve. Is that a thing? Do we call it that? Thanksgiving I Eve? I think, sure. I'm not sure we do. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, maybe you had a half day we of school. We do now. Maybe you had a half day of school today. They still do half days of school? I think you're off all the way now. Oh, yeah. jeez. <laughs> I think they give them. Snowflakes. I think it's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They get, <laughs> they get all, all of Wednesday off? Do they really? Yeah, because, Man. you know, you got to travel, you know? And traveling's not fun on days like no, today. No, that it is not. Heaviest travel day of the year, they say. Uh, it is primetime action. We'll talk NBA with Jonathan Von Tobel tonight. Andy McNeil on hockey. Pete Futak on college football. What a college football weekend it is. Uh, we have some tips, though, here at the NBA to start off. We do. We have a 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific Suns Cavs tip-off coming. That is 6.5 or 7 in favor of the road Suns. 211, 211.5 your total on that one. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Hornets and the Magic. The Hornets are 7.5 to 8-point road favorites. 219, 219.5 your total there. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, Lakers and the Pacers. Pacers are 6, 6.5-point home favorites over the Lakers. 216.5, 217 your total there. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Nets and the Celtics. The Celtics are 1 to 1.5-point home favorites over the Nets. Total there, 216 and a half, 217. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Raptors and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are three and a half point home favorites. Total there, 217 and a half, 218. 
8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Pistons and the Bucks. The Bucks are massive 14.5 to 15-point home favorites over the Pistons. 213, 213.5 your total. Wizards and the Pelicans, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Wizards, 4.5-point favorites on the road. 210.5 to 11 your total there. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, the Jazz and the Thunder. The Jazz are 14-point road favorites over the Thunder, 207.5-208. Your total there. Bulls and the Rockets, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Bulls are 9.5 to 10-point road favorites, 217.5-218. The total there. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, Heat and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are, actually, you can find this one on either side. Both teams are one-point favorites depending on where you shop. So shop around depending on where you uh, where you want this thing. 212 and a half, 213. Your total, 830 Eastern, 530 Pacific Hawks and the Spurs. Hawks. The Hawks are the Hawks are three tonight. and a half point road favorites. 223 and a half, 224. Your total on that one, two late tips. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Sixers and the Warriors. The Warriors are 10 and a half point home favorites over the Sixers, 217. 217 and a half the total there. And then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Blazers and the Kings. The Blazers, one and a half to two point road favorites over the Kings. 225, 225 and a half your total there. There are th- several puck drops that are coming right this second. So if you want to get in, Wild and Devils, the Wild minus 125, Devils even money, Canadians and Capitals, uh, Capitals minus 195, Canadians plus 160. Bruins and Sabres. Bruins are minus 280 favorites over the Sabres, plus 220 if you want the underdog there. Canucks and Penguins. The Penguins are minus 220, plus 190 on the Canucks. Jets and Blue Jackets. The Jets are minus 135 favorites, plus 115 on the Jackets as home underdogs. And then the Flyers and Panthers. Panthers minus 220. Flyers plus 190 as underdogs. Those are all seven Eastern puck drops, so get in now if you want to bet those. You're on the Hawks, you said, Kelly? Yeah, I am on the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Uh, kind of a fate of the fate of the Spurs, who have been really struggling recently, especially behind the arc. They've made 16 threes in their past three games. Uh, worst three-point shooting team in the league right now. Hawks 1-8 on the road this season, so I have a feeling that's kind of getting baked into this number a fair amount. Uh, I'm not worried about that too much, though, this early in the season or in general. So, uh, yeah, taking the Hawks, laying three and a half with them tonight. Spurs, uh, they, the, the, where they score at is in the mid-range. Atlanta, pretty good defense as far as mid-range game goes in the NBA. So, Atlanta laying three and a half. Later, Kelly will wow us with Denny Avdia stats. We look forward to that. In case you have uh, missed what that Washington Wizard is doing this year in the NBA, it is phenomenal. Uh, we'll talk to JVT about that again. Andy McNeil on hockey as well. Pete Futak, college football. We'll do our NFL power rankings. Uh, full disclosure, I was very uncooperative when the subject came up earlier today. I apologize to everybody. Uh, odds to make the playoffs as a wild card. That's how nuanced we're getting. Odds to make the playoffs as a wild card. Don't you dare become the number one seed. You'll lose if you bet on this team in this particular market. So that's kind of cool. We'll do that. Uh, and then NFL news today. Jared Goff, questionable for tomorrow's early game, Lions versus the Bears. He will test the injury one more time Thursday before kickoff. We already know that Akeem Hicks and Justin Fields have officially been declared out. Allen Robinson, doubtful 
for the Bears and the Lions tomorrow morning. How do you feel about this game with all that swirling? Do you care if it's Jared Goff or not? Mm, I played the Lions. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, I played the Lions. Also played the Lions in a uh, in a teaser as well. There's there more. I dug into this one. The more we'll, I'm sure we'll we do talk we'll, about we, it we'll talk about all these all these yeah. games a little bit later. But yeah, this was a uh, this was one where I think there is a little bit of a especially with the injury news that came out. I think there's a, a, a path to not only covering for the Lions, but maybe even maybe dare I say an outright victory. Oh. That, of course, would be they their first of the year. They some kneecaps on their way to a victory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and many a survivor player. Well, I don't know about many, but some will inevitably have the Bears tomorrow, so that should be interesting. Three days after his concussion, speaking of game two tomorrow, Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb is practicing. Steady progress through the league's concussion protocol. That's the word. But he must uh, complete. He must have completed today's practice without a setback to receive clearance from independent neurological consultant from an, from an independent neuro, uh, neurological consultant to play tomorrow versus the Raiders. That from Michael Gelkin. He made it. So all yeah. he's got to do is just get cleared. Um, he he somehow made it through all of the steps of the concussion protocol in a in a more rapid fashion than most people do, perhaps because his game was on Thursday. And on national television? No way, uh, Matt! As a, as a standalone game on, on national television. Again, not a doctor, but he uh, maybe he had a baby concussion. That's why they and say other people have normal concussions. That's why they say independent neurological yeah. consultant, just yes. so it sounds kosher. Yeah. Cowboys designated uh, defensive end Demarcus Lawrence. He's returning from IR. He's practicing with the team. He did today per his agent, uh, David Counter. Sounds like the hope for him is to return tomorrow, which would be huge, obviously, for Dallas. I believe that's next week they're playing on yeah. return. Oh, for for next week against yeah. New Orleans. My bad. Yes. Speaking of the Saints, they do play tomorrow. Alvin Kamara ruled out. It is official. Huge, yeah. Out. Also, one of their go- one of their tackles out. Defensive tackle out. Um, you got Latavius Murray's also questionable. Everything kind of went against this the Saints team, like yet again. Which we were we kind of saw this yesterday. We talked about this yesterday, right? Like the, that the initial reports kind of came out. This line moved rapidly from four and a half up to six and a half. The people bought it back at six and a half, back down to six, but it's held steady sense and uh, I think it's probably the correct move whenever you kind of look at the whole situation I mean we talk about you know I, I understand you're gonna say dude it's a point and a half for a running back but it's not just a running back. it's a running back it's a tackle it's the backup running back as well there's another you know a defensive player that's or gets a fair fairly decent amount of snaps that's also not going to play so it's just it's a just a bad situation man for this yeah. New Orleans team right now and you kind of look at this, and, and again, we'll, we'll preview these games later, but you do kind of wonder where the points are going to come from. By the way, the right tackle is Ryan Ramchick. The defensive end is Marcus Davenport. They're out. Uh, Toronto Armstead, their left tackle and marking are questionable, listed as questionable. And then there's the seemingly daily drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, uh, King, Kevin King, I would imagine that is, Garvin, they're all uh, they were all out of practice today, but Aaron Jones was in, which is big for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this was pretty interesting because they said they were going to get him out there to just do some work and see what was what he was going to look like. And, I mean, this would be a pretty rapid return from his injury. Again, everyone kind of speculated that was going to be a three- to four-week type thing. Him getting back out there this quickly would would certainly be uh, would certainly be rapid. You would have to imagine that maybe that's a little on the fast side, and at the very least he would be probably – 
limited and probably getting, you know, a quarter of the carries that he normally gets. But uh, with that, what we have seen, though, is so it's a pick here at South Point, and you can find both teams as one-point favorites rest of country right now. So if you're however you want to kind of go about playing this or whatever, Rams favorite at DraftKings. They are uh, the Packers are favorite at, at MGM. There's a pick them at Rivers. So yeah. this game's kind of flip-flopping over that zero over and over again. I am on the Packers in this one. There was, there was drama this morning because when I was doing a numbers game, I was sitting there following Wall Street Journal reports. It was even reported that Aaron Rodgers himself said that he had COVID toe, which is something you may remember from the early days of the pandemic where people had this strange immune uh, system reaction to being positive with COVID-19 where it affected their toe. Now Aaron Rodgers sort of walking that back later in the day saying, no, it's it's a it's a structural thing. Boom. Yeah, full, full-on fractured toe, yeah. which he uh, decided – was necessary to actually show everyone on on the Zoom call where he put his foot up to the camera and showed everyone his, his broken toe because, you know, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers just doesn't care anymore doesn't about, care. about anything. And, uh, and, of course, you know, mocked and laughed about the whole COVID toe situation. But, look, man, yeah, you get the good drugs, but if this thing gets stepped on again or he, you know, kind of – has a little weird way that he gets tackled or something like that. I mean, it's going to be painful. It's it's certainly going to be painful. Anyway, you look at it. That being said, uh, I think it's probably best case scenario for for everything. I mean, it's a pinky toe, so you know you can lop that thing. Oh, off. is it the pinky toe? I didn't yeah. realize. You could lop it. Just off. just lop it off. Yeah. I hear it's not ready. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We'll do MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. We did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, a listener. Really was into it. Had a couple bets. Asked us about us. He looks pretty prescient since then. We'll revisit MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. We will do that next on Veasan's Primetime Action. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Compete for a mountain of cash with the Paramount Plus Thanksgiving Throwdown. Fill up your plate, play free fantasy football to fight for a share of $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Paramount Plus. And now to get in on the action, Paramount Plus, live sports, breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Four details, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. One more thing that happened in the NFL off the field today, though. You follow this Everson Griffin story? Yeah. Everson Griffin of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, who made a video of himself in his own home, refusing to leave his own home, with a gun, claiming that there was someone else in his house that he thought was trying to kill him. Now, he has had some mental health uh, episodes a couple years ago in his career, and so... Uh, the police, psychologists, really everybody was really uh, at Griffin's home today trying to coax him out. They are convinced that nobody else is in the house. They confirmed it now. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they yeah. So the, the original call was in the middle of the night and, and took all the way until this afternoon for him to finally come out of there. He admitted to firing a shot, said no, he didn't hit anyone, that nobody, you know, was, was injured. Finally got him out of there. The police confirmed there was no, well, at least when they went in there, there was no intruder right. intruder, intruder found and all that, and he is apparently getting getting help. It is, it's also one of those things where he also said uh, in, in the video, he's like, Dalvin Cook helped me helped me get the gun. <laughs> and you can only imagine Dalvin Cook going, oh, got to bring me into this yeah. kind of thing. Why did that happen? So we don't know if that causes some other thing you know, to be investigated or not. Cause, yeah, anyway. he, he claimed it was all legally, yes. right? But A yeah, developing. I, I, I mean, hey, good, good to see him. Yeah, I... 
walked out, right? Tur- you know, not turned himself in, but handed himself over to, to authorities to get some help. So, uh, luckily, that all ended fine because that was that was a scary story to kind of wake up to There's, and start reading. It about. was. And listen, we're a betting show, so from a betting perspective, it's probably pretty hard to imagine he plays this week. That's what I'm saying. And they're already without Daniel Hunter. And now you look at a defensive line that is going to be taking on this new look bully ball 49ers team where I was really looking to try and get involved with the Vikings at three and a half, which looks like a three and a half has now popped here at uh, at the South Point. Didn't this already pop before that story, though? In some spots, not the South there, Point. There, yeah, it, yeah. In Rivers yesterday, at Rivers yesterday, there was a, there was a three and a half that had hit, and we're, but um, yeah. So for me, it's not as enticing now. Just again, from a betting standpoint, we have to look at this stuff and like it's a it's a defensive line that's going to be without basically everyone now at this point going against this 49ers team who's content with running the ball sixty five plus percent of the time and just playing playing bully ball. So again, I was I was pretty interested in the Vikings and I still maybe f- could find myself there but less so today. Yeah. Well, and that's why I bring it up because that's uh that's not a pleasant story to have followed today and you wonder how the Vikings react to that. 49ers three and a half point favorites in what would you say most of the spots now? Three and a half, half the spots? It's it's about half, yeah. Yeah. Half the spots right now. All right, uh, let's take a look at MVP and Offensive Player of the Year numbers. Now, this came up, what would you say, Kelly, a couple weeks ago? This was last week. Last week. So a gentleman by the name of Paul brought this up, um, looking like a genius after last weekend. Uh, He said that Jonathan – he asked if Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts was worth an MVP bet at 100-1 to or higher. Uh, He said he'd love to hear our – uh, reaction to that. He could also be a bet, he said, for Offensive Player of the Year for anyone who already has cup futures like himself. And so the first thing is, let's sort of establish, here's where it gets a little dicey for Paul, is that the MVP, that's the one that most people are familiar with. 50 people vote on this, and only first place votes are counted. Remember that. That's kind of different from other awards that we talk about in sports. And then there's Offensive Player of the Year, which has existed, existed rather since 1972, that has gone to almost exclusively quarterbacks and running backs, kind of, if you will, a sort of bleed over for MVP, like, okay, I get it, Derrick Henry, you had a great season, we're not going to give you the MVP because you're a running here's back, your but here's prize. your consolation prize kind of thing. So here's MVP right now, Tom Brady's your short shot, uh, plus 300. And uh, Josh Allen somehow still lurking at six to one. Everybody else is double digits, starting with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. Also, Dak Prescott at ten to one. Yeah, it's it's just real hard to see at this point. It, it, again, unless a massive massive fall off, and, and it could possibly happen, but it's hard for me to get away from them not really wanting to give this to Brady. Again, we we keep saying this over and over again. He says he wants to play to 50. That's in jest. He's not going to play until he's 50 years old. And if they make it back to another Super Bowl this year, make a really deep run or, or you know, whatever, even repeat or whatever it might be, I think it could probably be the end of the road for for Tom Brady. And if that were the case, they're, they're going to give him this award, you know, and I think they're going to give him this award so long as he doesn't fall off a cliff at this point. And listen, it's not like it's a – it's not like it's they're doing him a favor. Or whatever. I mean, the guy's like having an awesome season as well. Like, yeah, I mean, like he's having an awesome yeah. year. You know, so you look at this, and I saw a thing today. Like he's 
He has eight picks technically on his on his ledger. Three of those were passes that were either that either like doinked off of like the receiver's face mask oh. or off their like last two weeks he's had like two of them. dead shoulders. Like yeah. so again, it's it's technically eight picks. It's really probably only five, and to go along with you know uh, twenty nine touchdowns at this point, he's only twenty yards behind Patrick Mahomes for for yardage wise in the in the NFL. So. Yeah, it's uh, he, he's having an awesome season. I cannot imagine, and again, unless he just falls off a cliff, them not giving it to Brady. He has a uh, bad batting average on balls in play, as we like to say in yeah. baseball, uh, with his interception luck. Uh, Paul, if I may talk about me for 30 seconds. I made a bet. Have you ever made a bet today, uh, a bet in your life, where as you hand them the money, let's say it's not on your app, but as you hand them the money, you say to, you say out loud, listen, this bet's not going to win, but on principle I have to make this bet. Today uh, I bet at BetMGM because uh, par- Parlay tipped me off, Kirk Cousins was at 250 to 1. And so I made a bet just on principle because I'm like, it shouldn't be 250 to 1. No. Yeah. I have no expectation of winning that wager whatsoever. Um, but his stats are comparable. And if Kirk Cousins were, say, to go off from this point forward, then okay. Maybe there's the, the most slim chance. But 250 to 1, I bet it, having no expectation of winning it whatsoever. Let me just point that out, because I agree with everything you say about Tom Brady. What about Offensive Player of the Year, then? This is where Cooper Cup is the short shot. Again, the sort of MVP spillover category. Cooper Cup's your short shot uh, at plus 175. And there is the aforementioned Jonathan Taylor at plus 275. Debo leads the rest at 10 to 1. And... Herein lies like the the real test, right, for for Jonathan Taylor this week. We we talked about the Saints being a really good run defense, and and we and we saw that the Philadelphia Eagles were able to go out and just run all over them. Well, in comes the Colts this week, and Jonathan Taylor going up against the Bucks. And I can't imagine, much like the Eagles did last week to the Saints, I can't imagine the Colts getting away from what's been working for them. So we're going to see. Whether you know whether Jonathan Taylor is is able to get anything going against this Bucks team, that again the the difference though with the Bucks is they just invite you to pass on them, right? Like they they're like you are not going to run at all. We invite you to pass. We'll play super super soft. Oh, by the way, did you notice all of our corners are hurt as it is anyway? Like you know, please <laughs> just go ahead throw the ball. We're not going to let you run on us. So. Um, it's going to be – I can't imagine we get another eye-popping day out of Taylor this week, and then it'll be kind of – I think it'll be him and Cup pretty close, kind of back and forth the whole rest of the way with that outside chance of Debo. To see him at third right there, I think the market has kind of realized that he's become this kind of Swiss Army knife for that offense, which is, again, if we're talking about Offensive Player of the Year, that's – he should be in consideration for that stuff. Like, yes, maybe his receiving yards go down a little bit, but if he's now adding 50 rushing yards a game to go along with all that, then, I mean, that is that's that is massively helping his team. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting bet to me right now. I mean, he's, he's second in the league in receiving yards. I mean, I, I mean, with a with a with a basically a gutter ball last week because he did it all on the ground. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah he, so, did, like, he didn't he didn't get any receiving yards last week. I'm kind of with you. People start looking at that. See, see those kind of receiving numbers. Then he's if he's if he continues to add on the rushing, I think he can work his way into that mix. I, I don't. I think that's a. I mean, this is an interesting market right now because I think those top four guys are 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 live at least. 
Um, I mean, Austin Eckler has about as half as many rushing yards as Jonathan Taylor does, but we see how they use him in the air too. And as far as teams that I, I, I don't, I, you know, Jonathan Taylor a little bit more one-dimensional. Cooper Cup obviously he's only one of several wide receivers. Uh, it's just, you know, Austin Eckler on that list is probably going to get as many touches as anybody down the stretch around of the season. So I don't, all four of those guys are pretty interesting. We, it will, it will not be that this week and you will not be as fortunate as, uh, as everybody else, not, not available here. Of course, uh, Debo Samuel's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Debo Samuel's rushing prop last week, guys. Yeah. Five and a half yards. Oh, yeah. Boy. Saw that as to where people I know bet. Every single cent that they yeah. can get down. I had a, fr- the, I had a friend text me about that on Saturday yeah. before the games too. I was like, "Yeah, I would put everything on the yeah. everything I had on the over yeah. on that." Austin Eckler coming off a four touchdown game. Jonathan Taylor coming off a five touchdown game. Let me just say this though, and I, I feel bad for Paul because Paul has nailed this. I worry that Jonathan Taylor is going to win Offensive Player of the Year, and a quarterback is going to win MVP. He's not going to have Taylor win MVP and Cup win Offensive Player of the Year. Remember, since '72. Only Rice, Jerry Rice twice, and Michael Thomas has one offensive player of the year as a wide receiver. I like Jonathan Taylor, plus 275. Coming back. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Look at that. There's the cash and tickets is what it's all about shirt on the screen. You can, of course, pick your color, pick your size, all of that, of course. It's a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe 125 29 canadian it went down since yesterday so canadians jump on it right now like you're getting a discount since yesterday <laughs> primetime action gear coming coming soon oh really yeah yeah i got a uh, i got a mock of something for a numbers game this morning too it was cool but you know i thought we could do better is that, is that bad hey that should always be the attitude right, right? Yeah. Well, good start to the show could i feel be better though yeah <laughs> could have been better <laughs> Could have got my glasses right and my earpieces right. right? <laughs> I just want to say one thing before we go to the odds to uh, make the playoffs as a wild card team, which is a very cool market. It's both available or available, I should say, at DraftKings. Uh, back to the Offensive Player of the Year thing, because I sort of rushed it before the break, which is I would actually bet Jonathan Taylor win the Offensive Player of the Year again because historically, since 1972, the only time that has gone to a wide receiver, three times, that's it. Twice to Jerry Rice, once to Michael Thomas. Every other time it's been a quarterback or a running back. And so right now you have Cooper Cup as the short shot. Jonathan Taylor's uh, second there in that market. I still think that's a good bet on Taylor because while I agree that Cup has had a fabulous season and obviously can still do damage the rest of the way, you said it off air properly, Kelly. Taylor's going to have more opportunities. He's a running back. He's going to have more touches. And so it just feels like the path for him is that much more simple than it would be for Cup, who like with, say, in the rookie of the year, when we're talking about Jamar Chase versus Mac Jones, a wideout just has so much more of a burden to keep producing on a week-to-week basis, whereas quarterbacks and running backs, here you go, you have every opportunity in the world kind of thing. The highest-graded running back by pro football focus, um, and when you look, it's basically by a, a decent margin when you consider – I mean, James Robinson is kind of right on his heels, but James Robinson obviously has missed a few games this this year as well. So of the guys that have not had to miss any games or whatever, uh, Jonathan Taylor – 
grading out at a 91.2. And then the next guy behind that, if we if we exclude James Robinson because of the missed games, will be Joe Mixon, who's at an 85.5. So you can just kind of see like the the gap there that he has put between himself and even like the second best running back in the league. And you know Joe Mixon has had a, an awesome season so far, and he's still that much more ahead of, of Joe Mixon. Yeah, and I was more closely looking at the stats between Taylor and Austin Eckler in the in the break too. I, I, I Eckler, don't get me wrong, he'll he'll get he'll get all those touches we're talking about, and probably even more. But I, it's just statistically, Jonathan Taylor's so far out in front of him right now, uh, and rushing and receiving, not that not as far behind him as I thought he was going to be. Um, so yeah, I, I still think the Debo one's a little interesting, you know, because this 49ers offense has been kind of ever evolving here. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Jonathan Taylor, I think it's a pretty good bet there. Jonathan Taylor has 1,122 yards rushing on the season. 726 of those are after contact. Yikes. Wow. We I call can the, tackle. Do we call that yak as well? We could. We could. We could. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's call it yak. All right, these are cool markets. Uh, we have gone over the number one seeds in both the AFC and the NFC. Those markets, we did that yesterday, Titans and the Cardinals, respectively, the short shots in those markets to be the number one seeds in the respective conferences. How about odds to make the playoffs as a wild card team? So in other words, you got to make the playoffs. That's the first thing. But you can't win your division. You can't win the East, South, North, or West because then you won't win this either. So you got to be a five, six, or seven seed in your conference when all is said and done with the regular season. So let's look at the AFC first. So first thing you'll notice, let's just go to the bottom. The reason the Titans are 12-1 and one is, the thinking is, just to sort of clarify this, the thinking is if they make the playoffs, they're winning their division, right? But if they fall behind their division, you know, and, and don't win the division, they're probably not making the playoffs. At that point, they will have lost so many games. So that's why they're not a good bet, or that's why they're a long shot bet, let's put it that way, for a market like this. The Colts, who are the team behind the Titans, in the AFC uh, South, that's why they're the short shot at even money. Patriots, who do lead the AFC East by a half game over the Bills currently, are plus 110 still to make it as a wild card. Chargers, half game behind the Chiefs, though they hold a tiebreaker currently with a game two to go against the Chiefs. They're the third short shot here at plus 130. And the only other remaining division we haven't covered here is the AFC North, the Bengals who trail the Ravens right now in the AFC North. They're at plus 175. This is interesting. Yeah, super interesting market. I think that as we look here, we don't believe that the Broncos or the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. So we, I think, would eliminate those two teams. Yeah. I don't think we're extremely bullish on the Steelers. I so would we agree. Would, so we would probably eliminate those guys. Um, I mean, the Colts make the most sense, obviously. They're... Playing the best football right now, but a big enough deficit that it would be pretty tough to overcome. That being said, I think the bet to make would be the Titans at twelve to one. Oh, interesting. In case they did, in case they do, just kind of collapse, which they could collapse and still make the playoffs. Is the thing, right? Because they have so so much of a gap. Maybe, it, although although here's the the issue though is that so the Titans have three losses, right? With three losses, they have the best record in the AFC and lead the AFC South by two games. But right now, the four wild card teams—if you were—if if you did the old playoffs were to begin today thing—they all have four losses, right? So that it's it's not that big of a gap. Right? Bills are six and four, Chargers are six and four, Bengals are six and four, Steelers are five four and one. So I don't know. That's a pretty thin 
needle to thread, if that makes sense, right? Because you, you'd have to fall behind the Colts, who have five losses, but you'd also have to stay ahead of all those four-loss teams, if that makes sense. So that's a, kind, that's a tricky game with the Titans. Yeah, I, I think if we – well, I guess the one thing is, is we know that the – like the Steelers, Bengals, and Browns all play each other, right? So, like, those are all going to – that's going to shuffle kind of its, itself out with, with all that. I mean, I guess it really depends on what you think of this Chiefs squad, right? If you think that they're going to – if you think that they're going to go ahead and just win the division – then you could easily look at the Chargers because I don't think any of us think that the Chargers are going to collapse to a point to where they don't make the playoffs. And then if you don't believe that the Chiefs are going to be able to win the division, you think it's the Chargers, then, you know, vice versa, you would just go with the Chiefs because I don't think that they're going to – I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs either. That's what makes this so interesting, though, because you have to do the mental gymnastics of it, right? Oh, it, it is. So it's, so it's cool in that respect. The, hmm. uh, the Titans – have already swept Indianapolis, though. Let's keep that in mind also, right? So they have the tiebreaker over the Colts as well. So they would legit have to fall three games. From this point forward, the Titans would have to be three games worse than the Colts not to win the division. The other interesting one, I guess, is just if we go by the odds of, you know, if we go by pro football focus and we go by the odds of, of at football outsiders, would be the Bills at 350 because they have the Patriots so high to get the number one seed. Yes, Say that. Say that again. I said if we if we go by the odds from PFF and and Football Outsiders, right. the other interesting one would be the Bills at three fifty because they have the Patriots so high to even just get the one seat. You so, know, not not even just to to win the division, but they have them so high to even win to even get the one seat. Football Outsiders it, does, yes. Yeah, and that was uh, in pro, pro football focus. That was uh, so their their odds shoot up to over eighty percent for the Patriots to win that one seat if they win this weekend against the Titans, where they're what a six and a half point favorite right now. So I that I think that would be my my favorite single bet uh, on there. And then uh, there's also. I, I do. I feel like I do this all the time with a bunch of these markets, but these are like great workaround markets too for something like if you want to make a yes/no playoff bet. Okay, the Patriots are minus five hundred to make the playoffs at DraftKings. You could take a piece of plus one thirty for them to win to the division and plus one ten to make it as a wild card team, and that's another way to just bet for them to to make the playoffs where you're not having to lay, lay that kind of money. Um, you know, Chargers, same kind of thing. They're, you know, they're minus 300 to make the playoffs. You get plus 60 to win the division, plus 130 here in this market. So, you, you know, like you said, you got to kind of do the math, Gil. You got to, you know, figure this all out. But things like that, if you're still looking to make bets like that, sometimes this might be the way to go is u- utilizing these side markets. What you said about the Bills, though, is is true, Matt. If you buy into, right, we always say that about the pro football focus numbers, too. If you buy into the football outsiders number, we had uh, – Aaron shots on a numbers game this morning. So so bullish on the on the Patriots and that Patriots Titans game this Sunday is a massive fulcrum game for the number one seed per their numbers. Right. So if the Patriots win that, they're in the driver's seat. If the Titans win that, oh boy, are they in the driver's seat for the number one seed? So we'll save the NFC. Yeah, we'll save the NFC for later because uh, I think these are these are fascinating. And should to look at. should should say though, um, the the head to heads between those two. Both are still yet to come. So the the Patriots and the Bills do still play twice, and so that's it's not like one team has one already in the in the rear view or anything like that. So even if even if the Patriots win this week and the Bill like their Bills could still play their way back in, or the Patriots could just like dagger them in the first you know the first meeting. Yeah.
I'm not hearing you, Kelly. We thought we, we, Kelly was saying something brilliant, and we're, we're not oh, hearing boy. him. So it'll oh, be brilliant boy. after the break, too. I promised you. I promised you that. And that's how I made a million dollars. Odds to make the playoffs is an NFC wildcard team. Coming up a little later, we'll take a break to talk basketball next with our senior NBA analyst, JBT. We'll do that around the corner right here. Feast's primetime action. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo.
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an extra helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terry. What'd you say? It's free to enter. It's free. It is free. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. He is the co-host of The Edge here at VEASAN with Matt Humans. He's also our senior NBA analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. That is MeJVT. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm good. I'm good, guys. The eve before Thanksgiving. I can't wait to gorge on a lot of food tomorrow. You know, not that it stops me every other day, but you know, tomorrow. You a big thank you a big Thanksgiving guy? You go into that for that turkey, you like it? I think turkey's actually the worst of the Thanksgiving I do too. foods. It's, yeah, it's very overrated. It's more about the other things that are offered. Macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, stuffing. Not Thanksgiving right? foods. Keep going. That's just ridiculous. That's a horrible take, John. Like those are foods you eat all the time. You eat those year round. Stuffing? No, Stuffing? no. Macaroni and cheese and, and mashed potatoes. I get so tilted when people mention macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes as Thanksgiving foods. Not even close to Thanksgiving. You eat those year round. You eat those year right, round. I named like five things, and you completely ignored the others to yeah. go in on those two. The, yes, because <laughs> there's just those. Those cannot be even in the. Those can't even be in the conversation. John, I'd like to apologize. I didn't know what set him off. So can't even be in the it's conversation. Very, very angry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm uh, down to spend time on this. I had he no idea. Have... I had no idea that JVT had Thanksgiving power rankings. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. They I were stepped the, right into that. Yeah, they were on the edge today. This is ten. Oh yeah, there you go. Yep, those are my power rankings. Not, yep. I don't know how bread works its way in there too, but you know. Yeah, Matt Humans didn't like that one, and I will say, you know, uh, much uh, Matt's not going to like this. I was actually upset because I forgot to include macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese would be ten. Turkey would not be in the top ten. Had I remembered when I put that list together this morning. Whiskey also not a Thanksgiving food. That would be a <laughs> daily. That would be a daily drinker. Whiskey. Daily food. That would be a daily food. And um, green bean casserole, get out of town with that nonsense. Come on. Well, John, I'm sorry. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. You know what no one's ever done in the middle of June? Like, no one's ever sitting there in June, like, at their desk. John's sitting there at his desk. He's starting to, like, you know, he's like, he's doing whatever he's doing for the NBA playoffs or something. Go, like, man, I'm really craving some green bean casserole. Like, that never happens. Like, no one's doing that in June. It's a terrible summer food. (laughs) Uh, JVT, a whole bunch of tip-offs to come here at yep. the uh, top of the hour. No short of six games. Then we have another half hour later, uh, and then a couple late tonight, including the Warriors. We have a couple huge spreads tonight. Warriors are big uh, favorites. The Jazz are huge favorites. Uh, the Bucks, the biggest favorite of them all. What do you like tonight? What have you bet? So I, I, one game that is about to tip off, if not as just tipped off, that'd be Brooklyn and Boston. So we don't spend a lot of time on that. I will say this, you know, I, I do find it funny, you know, the market, how it reacts to news that we kind of knew already was going to happen, right? For example, Jalen Brown actually plays the other day for Houston, or excuse me, against Houston, plays about like 28 minutes or so. Uh, and he is questionable today, but it was expected he was going to play regardless. It's officially official that he's going to play. We get this swing to Boston uh, minus one and a half. So I, I actually bet Nets minus one expecting Jalen Brown to play. So obviously I would think that if he could still grab one and a half, I think the game's are away uh, regardless. Uh, late tonight, though, Trailblazers minus one and a half. So I think really this this market is kind of reacting to the poor start on the road for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, and they, they couldn't be any more opposite when they play at home, right? Nine and one straight up, eight and two against the spread at home, plus eleven point seven net rating, but one and seven straight up and against the spread with a negative eleven point five net rating on the road. But some of that coincides with Damian Lillard not really playing that well through the first nine games of the season. He was hovering around thirty percent shooting from three, but over his last seven games, he's well above that, about thirty eight, thirty nine percent. Just last night, shooting five of eight from three point range. The team as a whole is getting better offensively. 
defensively. I think they're just kind of starting to get used to this. So uh, this, to me, is a little bit of a value spot. I think the Portland Trailblazers are starting to figure some things out, and they exercise their demons on the road tonight against a pretty poor Sacramento team that's 1-9 straight up, and it gets a spread with one of the worst defensive ratings in their own right. John, so you're uh, circling back to the, to the Nets, though. I do want to mm-hmm. get your thoughts on them. Start out, you know, look, they're they're 13 and five right now, and this is obviously without Kyrie Irving out there. Is are we are you to the point now where you're just pretty much handicapping this team as if they're going to be this team for the entire rest of the season? Like this is this isn't one of those deals now where you're kind of like, oh, and they're going to get better when Kyrie comes back. Are you just kind of looking at them as as they are constituted right now? Yeah, I think you have to, right? Like, if Kyrie comes back, he comes back, and then you change your thought. But at this point right now, like, this is what this team is. And so, like, essentially, right, when you're talking about this from, like, a futures perspective, too, right? Because I think a lot of people are looking around and being like, okay, well, maybe I can bet them on a futures price. And there's no value in the price still. I think when you look at the futures market right now, that's a price that is assuming that Kyrie Irving is going to be there at the end of the day when we don't know that's going to happen. So, uh, yes, I'm with you that I do believe that when I look at this team, this is a team that is a little too big, right? They got a lot of bodies in the front court, not much else in the backcourt in terms of shot creation outside of Kevin Durant and James Harden. Of course, Kevin Durant, not even a backcourt player, he's a frontcourt player. So, uh, like, this is a flawed team at this point right now. And I think when you look at the pecking order of the Eastern Conference, Matt, like for me right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are my highest power rated team in the Eastern Conference. And that's when they're fully healthy, right? The difference between them and Brooklyn is, you know, we know their guys are going to come back at some point. It's just when they heal as opposed to some guy holding out for whatever reason it is. So, yes, I would agree with that. For me, Milwaukee and then Miami are my top two teams. There's not much separating Miami and Brooklyn. I think it's uh, I got like about a point difference between the two of them. I think Miami's bench is a little weak. You get a 20-point-per-game score. Then after that, Marquise Morris is your next leading scorer off the bench at seven points a game. That's going to be a weakness. But I think you're absolutely right. Is when you're looking at this big picture, there's value on a team like Milwaukee at about 10 to one to win the to win this thing because I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. What about uh, for someone who just lands on the NBA right now? They come out of their football stupor and they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! The Warriors are 15 and two, and the Suns have won 13 games in a row. They're 14 and three. I think I should make a futures bet on one of those two teams." You would say what? Well, well, I mean, I think you, you missed the boat, so it's, it sucks that you're getting out of the football stupor now. Uh, but I will say if, if you are inclined to make a wager on one of the two, it is going to be the Golden State Warriors. You know, they are my best team in the Western Conference at this point right now. What they're doing defensively is perfectly sustainable as they move forward. That is only going to get better, right? We, we get so wrapped up in our thought process in every sport about offense, 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 not realizing that this defense is incredible and it's going to get better as Clay Thompson comes back and gets healthier, right, and gets his body and his legs back underneath him. So I would say of those two, that the Warriors are the most sustainable product as we move forward. It's funny. I, I wrote about this in Points Per Week this week, Gil, where if you look at the numbers from last year to this year statistically for Phoenix, this is a carbon copy of the team from last year. And while some people might be like, well, that, that team won the Western Conference – well, team was also very flawed, right? They weren't great in terms of protecting the rim that was exposed against the Lakers, but ultimately we knew how beat up the Lakers were in that series. And Giannis Antetokounmpo destroyed them in that regard. They're also one of the worst transition defenses in the NBA, as they were last year. They were 30th. This year, they're 25th. And those are two things that the Warriors can really exploit as well if you come down to an ultimate Western Conference final series. So of the two, if you're forcing me, like, hey, give me one, it's going to be the Golden State Warriors. What do you make of the Hawks' 9-9 nine and nine start here? Of course, they started out even worse than that. They won their last five games. Did they, did they figure something out, or is this just kind of getting back to where they needed to be in the first place? 
Yeah, I think it's kind of like, you know, water finding its level mm. to a certain extent. I think when you look at the Hawks, you know, they're still kind of a flawed team. I think we saw during that losing streak they went on that. You know, one of the things that bothered me about Atlanta last year when they were so good, what they had, like 27-11 in the last 38 games, something like that, uh, was that their defense, which had projected to be relatively poor, was performing a little bit above expectation. And so we saw during that stretch, like you're talking about defensive ratings, uh, regularly, like 120, 122, 127. So that defense kind of showed its true style here. And you look at the opponents as well it's nothing really to write home about we're talking about shorthanded milwaukee orlando charlotte oklahoma city boston mixed in there too has been inconsistent so i think they've taken care of business against opponents that they should the real atlanta team is going to be about 500 it's going to be floating around that six seed range and i i don't think we're going to see them again in the eastern conference final series this year jvt i'm not sure there's even a question here i'll i'll somehow form one around this but i just want to point this out from stad muse Opponents are shooting 34.9% when guarded by Denny Avdia, the yeah. lowest mark in the NBA by any player with 150-plus shots defended, 9.1% lower than the opponent's normal field goal percentage, also the best mark in the league, the Wizards, with the fifth-best defensive rating in the NBA. How about that? How about yeah, the Wizards? That- it's awesome. And how about this from cleaning the glass? Uh, uh, we're talking about efficiency differential for him. So essentially how their net rating changes when he comes on and off the floor per 100 possessions, their net rating improves by 17.6 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor. So like he's been great for them. Uh, their defensive rating improves by 9.2 points when he's out there. You know, I think he's been a big part of what this Wizards team has done. Well, I will say the one thing that bothers me about Washington from a defensive standpoint, if you look at some of their numbers, you know, they really do a great job of limiting shots within four feet of the basket. But once you get there, they're actually one of the worst rim defenses in the NBA, about 24th, 25th. I have a check for a day or two. So that's kind of the thing that has bothered me. You saw it actually in those, those short Charlotte games, right? Charlotte was actually really good in terms of attacking the rim and taking advantage of that. So that's going to be a problem for them defensively. And they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. And that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. So those are kind of the weaknesses for Washington. But like we've talked about a lot, like uh, along with Abia, like they've done a great job with a lot of like B players. And they're going to have a baseline that's going to have them, I think, in the postseason in the Eastern Conference. How dare you call Abia a B player, Jonathan Von Tobel. <laughs> uh, let me just leave you with this because we only have 30 seconds. Uh, if somebody came to you right now and they say, hey, uh, I want to play a Bulls, Warriors, Bucks, Jazz, Moneyline Parlay, the four biggest favorites on the board tonight, pays about uh, seven seventy cents on the dollar. Who beats them, if anybody? Um, I guess they probably go with the Jazz, mainly because the Thunder have been kind of like feisty, but Shea Gelges Alexander is not going to be out there. So that would just be like picking the one that uh, gives the like worst chance of happening. But I think you'd be pretty good in that regard. I think so. JVT, yeah. everybody. Jonathan Von Tobel, thank you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. You, too. Despite upsetting you, Matt, with listen, his, with listen, his power people, people egregiously throw out macaroni and cheese as Thanksgiving food. <laughs> it's on. It's a staple on every menu. We'll come back, among other things, NFC to make the wild card. It's Prime Primetime Action. We'll update all the scores, too. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 